What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Because of what we were just talking about, I was about to do an Irish accent, but I figured that probably wouldn't be appropriate. Would it not be? I'm pretty sure it's always appropriate to do an Irish accent. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's really, really bad. Though, Top of the bar in Turkey, like, it's really bad. Though, uh, though I'm pretty sure... The majority of my ancestry is Irish. Uh, I haven't gotten confirmation on my mom's side, um, but that's where it would be. Pretty sure uh, that it is. But I can't do an Irish accent <laughs> to save my life. Um, I can do a Scottish accent, of course, but uh, it's also really easy. You just have to sound like a a drunk fool. Yeah. Or like, or like stew. Roll, roll your, roll your <laughs> McIntyre. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta roll yours. It's, e- it's an easy one to do. It's an easy one to do. Nothing new game wise this week. I've been still, I've been spending most of my week game wise playing tabletop games on a virtual platform, which is, you know, it's always fun. And you're playing, you finished Bravely Default 85 hours, all of it. Uh, 85, uh, let's round up to 86. It was 85, uh, and 58 minutes. Well, that, so, that, that might so as well be 86 for all, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah, I haven't really played much else though. Honestly, like I've been having a good time just, uh, playing oath on tabletop simulator. So what is the next, is mass effect the next, like, like huge game to come out? Uh, it depends on, it depends on what stature you put on outriders but yeah like i would think that Mass oh Effect yeah is the, is, is the next i can't bring like, myself to i can't bring myself to care about that game man. i mean look it comes out next week and you can play it for free i can i can also can play the demo for free and i just don't care <laughs> <laughs> i really don't no it's uh, um it's it's a good time if you have backlog uh to catch up on your backlog like i like part of me really wants to go back and play uh, God of War again since I never did finish it uh, the first time around and now it's you know it got the it got the it got it got the PS5 treatment the 4K 60 you don't got to choose treatment yeah. <laughs> um, which I'd have to imagine looks amazing for it God does. of War uh, so I might I might do that I downloaded it in, in anticipation of possibly doing that so we'll see if I actually follow through because again it's still what six weeks seven weeks until. Shit, two months actually till till Mass yeah, Effect comes out. Two months, man. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long way away. So someone in the in the fan group was like, uh, like, oh, like I'm getting ready to start playing Mass Effect. I'm just like, why would you wait? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why, Aaron? Like, just wait. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> like, like if you wait two months, like it'll be a much better experience, especially for I, Mass Effect One. I think uh, I think he he's uh, exclusively a Game Pass gamer. Um, yeah, but it's still going to so. be oh yeah, you know, pay six, pay pay your sixty dollars, sixty dollars. <laughs> it's for, worth it for, for three for three Mass Effect games, one hundred and twenty plus hours of of content. Uh, one of the uh, one of the more epic stories of the previous generation. It's it's a it's a it's a pillar of the previous generation. Brad. It's I don't know if, I don't know if that's a unanimous uh, take. It should be. It should be. I don't think it is though. I think there's a lot of people that have not opened their hearts uh, to the greatness of a sci-fi, the sci-fi story that is Mass Effect. So here's uh, here's how you know uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is uh, is is getting traction. Jay, 
I uh, spoke to him the other day. Mm-hmm. He lied to me and said that he is going to buy the Mass Effect Legendary <laughs> Edition. <laughs> so when he when he takes the time to actually lie about saying that he's going to buy a video game, uh, then then you know that video game must be something. You special. know it's legit. Um, is there something special that has released or is releasing this week? Well, let's find out by talking about the games that are coming out to your game consoles. Uh, Vaporum Lockdown comes to Switch. I have no idea what that can be. Uh, like, it, no it, idea it could whatsoever. It could literally be anything. It could literally <laughs> be anything. Um, Hunting Simulator 2, a Ranger's Life DLC, comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox uh, on March 23rd. Uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town comes to Nintendo Switch, the real Harvest Moon for those keeping score at home. Uh, Paradise Lost comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Black Legend comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Dark Complete Edition. I wasn't even aware of Dark Standard Edition, much less uh, to have to get the Complete Edition of Dark. That's D-A-R-Q, by the way, as in like Bark's root beer. Uh, comes to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. El Iho. A Wild West Tale comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Or is that Heo? I don't know. I think it's Heo. I think it is Heo. Uh, Evil Inside, not to be confused with Evil Within, comes to PlayStation. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, The Myth of the Eastern Realm DLC uh, comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and Stadia. Yakuza 6 comes to PC. Balan Wonderworld comes to PC, PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, I've heard that game is hot garbage. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 has arrived on PC. Genesis Noir comes to PC, Xbox, and Switch. It Takes Two, uh, the latest game uh, from the dude who did, like, A Way Out and Brothers. I can't remember his name, but he's the guy that likes to get really amped up at the Game Awards. And Jeff Keighley likes oh, yeah, to laugh yeah, at him. Like yeah, I think yeah. it's uh, Yosef something. I can't remember his last name. Uh, comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Monster Hunter Rise comes to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Terminator Resistance Enhanced Edition comes to the PS5, and then uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 gets its next-generation console upgrade. Was that the Terminator game that w- that had all the trophies? Were gold no, trophies? that was that was Terminator Salvation. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was not Terminator Resistance. I don't know what Terminator Resistance is, um, but you can get it enhanced <laughs> for the PS5. Yeah, I um, this is a uh, oh, come on two months, two months. <laughs> it's gonna be a long two, two months. months. They're like like we you know nothing but Outriders. That's it. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna play that game. Um, <laughs> you can uh, go to densepixels.com/fans. That'll take you to our Discord. Uh, you can hop on the Discord. Um, it's nice in there. Um, uh, I think I'm used to it. Uh, um, it reminds me of like not old school message boards, but like if old school message boards didn't have like subject links, Mm -hmm. like if it was just one subject and then everyone just starts talking and, uh, that's what it is. And, uh, we have a good time in there. We have a lot of different like categories and stuff. Uh, if you're looking to find people to game with, we have a looking for group channel. Uh, if you want to talk wrestling, um, 
we have a wrestling channel. Uh, I made the switch. I'm, I'm off the WWE network and I'm on Peacock. I wanted to um, wait. I wanted to wait until after Fastlane because I figured that there would be some technical hiccups. From what I hear, there were some. Mm-hmm. There were yeah. some. So, yeah. But um, yeah, it's a good time in there. Go to deathpixel.com/fans to get your invite. While you're on the internet, you might as well go to YouTube.com/deathpixels and subscribe. Um, you got nothing else to do but to listen to us talk about video games and the video game news, and you can do that while looking at us. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? Go to youtube.com slash dense pixels to subscribe. And since you're just whoring yourself out the subscriptions and all that, you might as well subscribe to all of the shows under the TNP Studios banner. These include the Nerd Apocalypse. Uh, We'll be having a special guest on uh, this uh, week, a friend of mine from from another podcast that I kind of guest on, uh, Black on Black Cinema. Uh, We recently uh, did Fatal, the Hillary Swank, Michael Ely movie, Um, Coming Distractions, uh, our contemporary movie review show. On the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, in which Brad will be on. Yeah. So if you if you want more Brad, and who doesn't, uh, listen to the Look Forward Political Podcast. New new episode of Coming Distractions has the spoiler filled review uh, from Jay and Micah of the Snyder Cut of Justice League, a movie that, by the way, not not to not to interrupt the ad read with a tangent. This has never happened before. I've never <laughs> seen so many people. Go out of their way for four hours to watch a movie that going into the movie, they were 90% certain that they were going to to dislike. And yet people are spending four <laughs> hours of their lives essentially hate watching something. Like I, I don't I don't mind a good hate watch. I don't know if I'm sitting down for four hours to hate watch something. <laughs> um I am a firm believer that there is no such thing as hate watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are watching something, there's so, at some level you want to watch it, right? Like, especially most of the nerdosphere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not getting paid to review the Snyder Cut. Like, it's not your job to do it. You don't have to watch it to speak intelligently on it. If you know you're not going to like something... Just don't watch. Right. And, that, right. and that's what I need more people to do. Like, like I, I, I need more people to acknowledge on some base level they do like the movie. Otherwise, they would right. not have subjected themselves to <laughs> four hours of it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have watched it. Right. right. Otherwise, exactly. They exactly. It. Exactly. It's, 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 not, it's not the train wreck that everyone – that some people are alleging it is, nor is it the, the, the shining beacon of glory – of redemption right. glory that others are saying it is. So. It's not a it's not a train wreck, but it is a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't want either to happen, but like if one's gonna happen, I'd rather it be the car crash than the train wreck. Uh go to densepixels.com slash premium and for five dollars a month or fifty dollars for a year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues. Upstage conversation and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe, I can convince Brad to do a special uh, Men with the Golden Tongues episode on Black Widow. Oh, consider now, it done. 
Consider it huh? done. I said consider Excellent. it done. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Any any black any widow, excuse black, any black. excuse to record again for for Men with the Golden <laughs> Tongues, honestly. Black Widow comes out on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's premium access. So we're going to have to pay $30 to watch it. <laughs> um <laughs> but good. Excellent. Excellent. I yeah. would love to do uh, uh, I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love spy movies. Uh, my favorite movie from that universe is uh, Winter Soldier mm. because it's an action spy thriller, uh, and that's what that's it. Black Widow looks like this is what it's going to be. So I would love to uh, sit down and record another Men with Golden Tongues episode while uh, James Bond gets his shit together. I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw the gauntlet down right now. You and I could probably just figure out some more movies that we want to do because we have our like list. We just need to get back to it. Time time yeah. is tough. Time time is difficult. Um, me going to a nine to five has not helped anything. So in terms of that <laughs> regard, um, I've got a wild idea for the moment, the golden tongues. I'm not going to announce it on the show yet. I'm just going to put it out there into the ether. I'll talk okay. about it with Micah afterwards. Excellent. But, uh, potentially cool stuff down the road. If we, if we like this, Excellent. um, so getting to the news. So EA has acknowledged that they're probing, uh, the possibility that EA employees may have sold hyper rare FIFA Ultimate Team cards for thousands of dollars uh, outside the game. So, for those that are unaware of how Ultimate Team works, um, you have like your general like bronze, silver, gold cards that most folks can get with you know, and different players have different levels of rarity based on how good they are. And then you have like special cards and they have a ton of different special cards uh, that come out. The most notable ones are the FUT icon cards, which are uh, ultimate team cards based on legendary former players. And they're the hardest to get. Uh, EA will not elaborate on their drop rate in packs other than to say that they're less than 1%. So in reality, they're probably like, a hundredth of a thousandth of a percent <laughs> like that, that you have to get them. Um, but apparently folks have been selling these cards uh, and, and, pot- and potentially some folks that work for EA. So inside of FIFA, they have the ability to generate and give cards away. If need be, sometimes they do it as like a make good for customer service. Like they'll give you a free pack, that kind of thing. So if a staff member wanted to, like they could potentially generate more of these cards and then just sell them to whoever. Basically like, you know, hey, give me your, you know, your account ID and I'll push this over to you and it'll just, wow. you know, show up in there. Um, and, and you may say to yourself, why would someone pay thousands of dollars to get these cards when that you can't even use them past – when the next edition of FIFA comes out, like ultimate team is not a persistent game mode. Oh, um, so it's just, <laughs> it re, it, it, you hit the reset button at whenever a new edition of FIFA comes out. Like you can still play FIFA, Ulti- you know, you can still play FIFA 21 ultimate team past the release of FIFA 22, but the community pretty much migrates over to the new game and everyone starts from square one again. Um, look, if, if FIFA is your job, if you're like a professional streamer, um, that kind of thing, you absolutely would pay for these cards if you couldn't get them any other way. And and there was one streamer, 
Um, and there's a, a good article on Eurogamer that says testing the theory that because EA loves to say, well, you know, you can get any of these items and all of these items without having to spend a single cent in the game. So, so a prominent streamer put together like his dream team of cards, which is like an all FUT icon team essentially, and totaled up the market value, the current market value of those cards in the FIFA marketplace. And, and in order to purchase that team to get them in, in to, from the auction house would cost 100 million FIFA coins. So for context, the average amount of coins that you earn in a single game with weekly bonuses enabled is fifteen hundred. So that streamer calculated that if if all you did was you you know if you played five games an hour, which is about average, you know, and and you played twenty four seven, it would still take you nine hundred and sixty days to amass enough coins to buy this team. Jesus. And like, so you're like, all right, cool. So you can't do it through playing. So can you do it through trading? Cause you can, you know, if you, if you buy cards low, you can sell them high. Working the FIFA market is a difficult, but uh, tangible strategy that a lot of pro FIFA players do. Um, it's, it's like a stock market of, of any other in many ways. Um, if you average a profit of a thousand or sorry, 10,000 coins per trade, which is very high, by the way. Like, it's very difficult to find that kind of value. You would still have to perform, like, 10,000 trades in order Jeez. to get to that to that amount of coinage. So so the, the, the thought that, oh, you can just earn these just by playing the game without having to spend money is bullshit. Like, like most people that get these cards have to spend thousands of dollars buying random packs to, to get them. It's like uh, it's like all that um, you know. It's sports season, mm-hmm. uh, and what's well, always sports season? But it's sports season, and I'm seeing a bunch of like DraftKings, mm-hmm. right? G- G- bet a dollar, win a hundred dollars if a boxer throws a punch. Like, wait, <laughs> what? What kind of bullshit is this? Right? But it's all like a grift, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like who would have thought that? the FIFA video game would have as much corruption as FIFA itself. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, God damn. Uh, like, it's, if it's, it's a in little the game, the it's in the game. Well, and, and it's, and it's funny, right? Because EA themselves creates this problem because they alone control the influx of the cards to the marketplace. Like, like they're, like they're creating this artificial scarcity. That is leading to the, it, like if they didn't want people to sell these cards for stupid amounts of money, just put more cards out there. Like 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 the fact the fact that the cards don't exist is the problem. Like that the, the, there's only so many of them floating around is the so, issue. So I have a question. Yeah. If they if they do if they do like the cards aren't like money, right? Like mm-hmm. like with currency you can't just keep printing currency if 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 there's like a deficit you i mean i mean i mean more i mean money, right? i mean you can like that's i mean you can <laughs> but it devalues your it, it devalues does, your, yes. your your currency right so uh-huh. so you don't want to do you you don't want to do it too much no but like how does it work with 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 these cars because the cars aren't the currency they are just the the representation product. of it essentially like i mean so so it works with any any marketplace like with if if you have an item that's rare 
the more valuable it is. The less rare sure. the item is, the less valuable it will be. But it's but the value that it is being assigned to it is is not a tangible thing. It's FIFA coins. Like that like that's the value that's being assigned to the item. It's the ability to buy more cards in the game with in-game money. Is all it is, essentially. So no, they don't want every, you know, every you know Joe six pack out there to buy to have a fucking you know Brazilian Ronaldo because that they can sell for ten million coins because then you just sell it and then literally buy whatever other player you wanted to, and and call it a day pretty much. So you so you can okay. I'm sorry. I'm slow. You yeah. can sell these cards within the game's economy. Correct. In a, in, a, in an in, in an auction in an auction house. With okay. with for for in game money, not for real money. For it is it money. is illegal and against not illegal, but it's against it's against FIFA's rules to sell these for in, for real money outside of the game. Well, I mean, do you spend real money to get FIFA money? You you can. So so there's FIFA coins and there's FIFA points. Okay, FIFA coins are what you earn playing the game. When you sell a card in the FIFA marketplace, that's what you're paid in. That's kind of like your in game currency. Okay. FIFA you points can't buy that currency. No, you, the only thing you can buy with uh, FIFA points is the currency that you purchase with real money. The only thing that you can buy with FIFA points is packs. Okay, and that's it. And and pa- wow. and packs are the slot machine. That that's where you're ripping right. ripping the pack open. You get your twelve cards or however many it is, and pray that you get something that's worth a damn. Because because and wow. and to be clear, you can buy packs with in game money as well, but. The problem is that like a, a a premium gold pack, for example, in FIFA, costs uh, twenty five thousand in game coins. If you don't pull anything good from that pack and you sell every card in that pack, your return on investment might be four thousand coins. Right. So like so like it's like it's 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 stupid to spend your FIFA coins on packs because of the 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 rare nature of getting a good card. It's much more efficient. Believe it or not, to spend real money on packs of cards because real money is only is only withheld by your circumstances in real life. FIFA coins are are limited by what you what you've acquired in FIFA cards and able to sell off. Yo, this is some diabolical shit. It's man. it's 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 <laughs> kind of crazy how EA like as much scrutiny as they've gotten that they haven't gotten more. <laughs> like 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 it's it's pretty bad. Uh the net revenue for FIFA Ultimate Team for the fiscal year that ended in the spring of 2020. Um this is pre-COVID by the way. Was 1.49 billion dollars with a B. And their and their projections for April June 2020 when the pandemic was in full swing was 70% year over year. So they so they're probably going to be closing in on two and a half billion dollars of revenue from ultimate team this year. Good Lord. Yeah. It's, it's, it is wild. Um, it really is something. Cause like I said, I honestly, like there's, there's, it doesn't get talked about because it's FIFA and outside of, you know, like America doesn't give a shit and America, but America drives a lot of the news cycle when it comes to kind of this stuff. But this like <laughs> it's arguably worse than anything that Activision does on any you know to to gamers on any kind of basis and 2K is also up there as well. I mean the the 2K my team system is egregiously atrocious. 
<laughs> it, it's 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 atrocious. It's 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 fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, but it's 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 wild, man. It's wild. And and again, like you have streamers that and and again, and EA is smart, man. Like streamers get gifted tons of FIFA points to buy cards because they know that you know EA knows that that's what's that that that'll get people in in the door essentially. Almost every FIFA streamer, prominent FIFA streamer, uh, streamer plays Ultimate Team. So, and is it because of uh, is it because that this is uh, that this is uh, European football, and not American football? That mm-hmm. like because Madden has like an Ultimate Team. It right? does, but it's not nearly as popular as FIFA's is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I would imagine that that's just because like the world plays. It's the uh, it's because it's because the world plays it. It's because there are so many more players, and I mean like like soccer players in FIFA than yeah. there are football players in Madden. Like in Madden, you know, like in Madden Ultimate Team, if you want a quarterback for your team, you've got like you know sixty to choose from plus whatever like legends. So let's just say you got like seventy five to choose from, right. and you know half of them aren't worth a damn at least. With FIFA, like, how many strikers do you have to choose from? Like, how many clubs are in the game around the world? Like, like there's hundreds, and that's just yeah. one position. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, this, I, I think it's part of it. This is super interesting, man. Yeah, it's and, and like I said, if, if, if they do find that an associate, like an employee of EA is doing this shit, holy shit. Like, they, like they already had to put the clamp down on on – like gift packs that the staff can give out to people like that kind of thing while they're investigating what's going on. So it's, it's, it's a wild situation. Um, and, and FIFA for many years has had an issue with people selling or scamming people out of, out of their teams, uh, with the promise of selling stuff with, for real money. Um, just didn't expect to see it internal, but then again, why shouldn't we have, it should, it should have been inevitable. Um, PlayStation loves loves keeping you indoors uh, when when rough stuff's going on. We talked uh, that Ratchet and Clank is going to be free, or it's free right now, I should say. Uh, they've added ten more free titles to give you. Uh, the headliner, pretty big one, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, I never finished that game. I didn't finish it either. Um, I I played enough of it to be fine. Um, not that that's, I'm not to suggest that it was bad or anything. It was just long. Um, right. and I got almost to the end of that one. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I got far enough that starting over, I, I don't want to do it. Right. You know right. what I mean? Um, like but I, it's a great maybe game. Maybe I should cut my loss. It is a great game. Yeah. If you, it's if, a very cool. Yeah. Game. If you never, uh, if you never play, you definitely should. Um, so that's free right now alongside Ratchet and Clank. The other games you can get for free, uh, are Abzu. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, great game, uh, Subnautica, and The Witness. And then if you have a PlayStation VR, you can get Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. Uh, these games will all be free until April 22nd. Uh, so get on that if you have not done so yet. Free as in free for you to snag up and keep forever or free as in you can play them until the day free free as in you own it forever wow and actually horizon won't be free until uh april 19th so mark that on your calendar we still have ways to go uh for that one but i believe the other games are free now if i'm not mistaken so uh so cool excellent 
like I said, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get Res Infinite. Uh, I never did play yeah, that. That's and, what and, I was looking at. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Enter the Gungeon. I've heard a lot of good things about it as well. Jack's talked highly about it. Um, I I have the Witness anyway because it was a PlayStation Plus game. I might maybe I'll actually play it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I find Jonathan. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Blow or Jonathan Blow? Yeah, to be extremely pretentious and that it's yeah. hard. It's hard to separate him from from that. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation has also revealed, uh, their next generation PlayStation VR controllers. Uh, if you have an Oculus, uh, Rift, this is, should not come as a surprise. This, this is exactly what you would expect to see, uh, from a next generation VR controller. Mike is giving it an odd look because he's looking at the picture. Michael, what you don't realize is that, that, like that cuff or that ring around the controller allows the controller to sense how your fingers are gripping it. So like, like if you like open your hand or like open your fingers, like your in-game like representation will do the same thing. It's actually pretty nifty um, how that works. So it's going to have adaptive triggers, uh, the same triggers that are on the PlayStation five controller. Uh, It's going to have the same haptic feedback upgrades that you have in the dual sense controller, finger touch detection, as I mentioned, uh, if any, as long as your your hand is inside of that cuff, uh, the the controller can detect how your fingers are even open at all. Um, it's it's gonna be tracked by the VR headset uh, without having a colored bulb on top of the controller like you currently <laughs> have with the PlayStation Move controllers. Uh, and then it's gonna have uh, it's gonna look like a traditional controller. Basically, they're they're pretty much ripping. The the design of the Oculus Rift controller, which is a great controller, by the way. I fucking loved the Rift controller. I thought, or the, well, for for me, I had it for the Quest, but I, I thought it was an excellent controller, um, and 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 well worth it. So, like I said, a worthy uh, worthy upgrade for the PlayStation VR. Uh, whenever we plan on seeing that, uh, this actually makes me a little bit more interested to get into it because I really did not care for the PlayStation Move controllers as well. Yeah, they. Um, I don't know. They they just didn't. I don't know. Like, uh, besides the look, it mm-hmm. it didn't look like it felt comfortable to. No, they hold. weren't. the 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 sticks were not very ergonomic. Like, they just weren't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll uh, look forward to seeing that whenever it happens. Uh, the last bit of well, not the last bit of Sony news, but the last bit of quick Sony news. So Sony, uh, alongside esports, uh, a company called RTS, which is a new venture has joint purchased the Evo Championship Series. <laughs> and it's coming back this year in an online form uh, later on. This kind of came out of nowhere. Um, a lot of publishers pulled out of Evo last year uh, when harassment allegations uh, arose against their co-founder, which we talked about here on the show. And he's, of course, on administrative leave from there right now. Uh, but yeah, Sony said that Evo Online is going to run from uh, August 6th to 8th and then the 13th through the 15th as well. And Sony has also said that even though they have purchased it, that the games that are being presented are not going to be limited to titles from Sony or limited by platform uh, on PlayStation 5, which I know was uh, probably the first thing that people thought about <laughs> uh, as soon as they saw this news. Um, I'm actually going to go quickly – to the post office real quick uh, because Johnny, to the surprise of no one when it comes to this topic, uh, asked us a question about Evo. He said, with Sony buying Evo, can we please drop the grassroot bullshit and start paying players and staff 
as they should. Um, I didn't know that, uh, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of how the tournament is run. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, I think it was mostly volunteers that, wow. that, uh, that ran it. So shit, <laughs> how the hell did they end up in Vegas? At the Mandalay Bay, off of a bunch of volunteers. I would, I would hope they at least comp room and board for, for their volunteers that were volunteering for for the tournament. Like God, yeah. Um, paying paying (laughs) players is is interesting. I don't necessarily know if you can pay players to play at Evo because it's an invite. It's an it's 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 a open invitational, is it not? Yeah, from what I understand, if you, uh, I thought you had to buy in. Right, yeah, and and that's the that's the risk you run, right? You buy in to try and win this tournament to win, you know, the grand prize. Um, so I don't know about paying players, paying the people that put the, that that work there. Yeah, yeah, yeah come <laughs> on, man, what are we doing? <laughs> they're not independent contractors; they're your employees. So what? Uh, what do you think? will be the fruit of this acquisition. Do you think that it's just going to be stability for Evo? Do you think Sony's going to have a, a large handprint uh, on the on the event now? Uh, not at first. I think um I think what this purchase will do one is it will add uh, a sense of um uh, a structure right mm-hmm. it'll add a structure to this event that um i'm not going to say it was lacking but it, it there's there's something about a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. running the show um your marketing will be through the roof right like they're going to they're going to make sure you see this thing um i don't think they'll have a, 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 a like a, i don't think they'll start making demands mm-hmm. yet um, I think Sony will will work its magic to try and build this thing up to something that is mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, we we know about it, but like we we are on a video game podcast. Um, if my wife is just like, "Hey, don't you have that fighting game thing that you want to watch?" <laughs> right? Like, if she knows about it, then it's mainstream. And once you start. Uh, getting mainstream, you start getting advertisers, and once you start getting advertisers, more money comes in, and then Sony will come in and be like, "Maybe you should do this, maybe <laughs> you should do that, or you know, maybe you should uh, have a little more. Maybe you should show the PlayStation a little more, right?" Um, in terms of games, uh, it would be foolish to uh, exclude uh, games from this tournament. Um, if anything, Nintendo will be the reason that Smash isn't. Yeah, honestly, evil. and 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 honestly, it won't really be Nintendo. It'll be these Smash Brothers community that's the reason that Smash Brothers isn't invited to Like so, I, all, all I can think of is like it's like uh like you know Smash players like complaining like oh it's because Sony bought Evo we can't go and it's like it's like the Anakin Sky or the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi memes like you did this you to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't uh, for the first couple of years I don't think there'll be uh, any you know anything um, anything major to happen mm-hmm. uh, you know you might get uh, it might be available on you know uh, more screen it might be more widely available for you to watch right like maybe I can actually watch this on like an ESPN or something mm-hmm. um, 
I think they had one tournament where they did play it on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, they did because they were mm-hmm. like, you know, you got a sense of that 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 wrestling chick. Yeah, and it was and and, and the grand final was also at uh, like twelve thirty on a Sunday night, twelve thirty right. a.m. on a Sunday <laughs> night. So, right. But by the way, you got to do something about that. You got to change some times. Bro. Right. You can't. You can't uh, look. You got to cater to East Coast people. Um, I, 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 I don't understand. Like, is, I, I, I get that you want like Street Fighter to be, or, or la- I guess last year was DVZ. You want that to be like your main event, the last thing people see. Nah, dude, you got to treat this like a UFC fucking pay per view, man. Like, you got to put the main yeah. event on at a decent time, and then you put on like the Scrub Grand Final after that. With you know, if people yeah, want to watch, man. they can. But whatever. Yeah. So you can't. Uh, you can't and look, it's it's going to be difficult, right? Like, because you got you got the Japanese time zone, you got the West Coast time zone, you got the East Coast time zone. But like, nah, yo, every every television program caters to East Coast time zones, unless it is like a a a a, a the Lakers versus the Clippers. You know what well, I mean? Well, and and and, e- and East Coast is fine because Japan is twelve hours off of that anyway. So if you're going to code right. it for East Coast, then if you're doing it at you know. 9 p.m. East Coast, which is a fine time, then you got, you know, 9 a.m. in Japan. Like, it's it's cool. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. So, so. that's what I expect to see from them. Um, if and when it becomes, like, bigger than it's ever been, right? Like, once my, when my wife is just like, don't you got that dumb thing you should be watching? That's when things will get interesting. All right. Uh, Square had themselves a little uh, a little showcase. Uh, Square Enix presents as a forty minute presentation. Uh, we're just going to run through this very quickly. Uh, there's a new Life is Strange game coming out called True Colors. It's coming out September 10th. Uh, this is not going to be an episodic game as previous Life of Strange games have been. This is going to be a one and done release. Um, it is a sequel to Life is Strange two, and stars an Asian American protagonist. Uh, named Alex Chen, being voiced by Erica Mori. So that's coming out then. Uh, the Light, Life of Strange remaster uh, is getting, or the original Life of Strange is getting remastered for current generation consoles, as will the Before the Storm prequel. Uh, it's going to be part of an ultimate edition of Life of Strange True Colors, and then they'll make it available as a standalone project later on this year. Uh, the game, the mysterious game that was announced at the PlayStation June event last year, uh, which was a new IP that was codenamed Project Athia, is now called Forspoken. Uh, I hate that name. Yeah, because <laughs> you want to say Forsaken, right? Yep. And uh, and they're going to be facing off against dragons and other colossal beasts in an untamed land. It'll be a PS5 exclusive uh, when it comes out sometime next year. Uh, they showed off some trailers for Outriders, uh, which we've already talked about a lot on the show. Uh, they shut off a trailer for Balan Wonder World, which again looks like dog poop. Uh, they finally announced when Black Panther is coming to Marvel's Avengers, uh, which is going to be later this year. And they shut off the Hawkeye DLCs. Well, Micah, did you know uh, that they now had, with the release of Hawkeye, their traffic in Marvel Avengers increased fivefold? So now they have 60 people playing Marvel's Avengers at any, <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's funny um yeah i i'm i'm officially done with avengers i i'm not um the, i don't think there's any way i'm firing this game back up 
um, because it, it, you know, it not, not enough has changed. As a matter of fact, they made the grind worse. Like <laughs> yeah, I remember, made, I remember, like, I remember you said something at, about at, that. So. Like you would get, you would reach a level at, at, um, at consistent intervals, um, which is fine. It's not like traditionally what is done in an RPG, but I, I appreciated it. And they were like, nah, people are leveling too fast. It might confuse people. So let's just, let's just, uh, have the grind be exponential. It's just, like, nah, man. Just, just add more levels. Like, do a Destiny. <laughs> just crank the power <laughs> up by, is, by 50 every <laughs> expansion that comes out. <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, there's a Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy that has released. Uh, it's only 20 bucks right now, but it's going to go up to 50 So if you, for some reason, don't own these games yet, getting all three for 20 bucks ain't bad. Um, and then there's a Just Cause mobile game coming out. Pretty sure no one ever asked for that, but you're getting it. Uh, it's going to have four-player co-op and 30-player competitive multiplayer. So that's going to be wild. And then uh, there's a Space Vaders, sorry, Space Invaders augmented reality game uh, coming out as well sometime this year. So uh, I'll, have to, um, I'll have to watch um, the Life is Strange thing. Yeah, I, I like that first Life is Strange. Uh, I didn't really play the second one. I know you do. You're not, you're not, you're not getting excited about Forspoken? The name is killing me, right? Like, <laughs> I, like I feel like I should I should be interested because it looks like there's a black woman as the lead, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I I will uh, I don't like the name for spoken, and I and and I just have to see more. Um, oh, we have the trailer so far, so I don't blame you. Let's see some gameplay. Yeah, then we'll, I gotta see. Then I gotta see something see. else, man. Finally, in the quick news, uh, Microsoft has officially rebranded Xbox Live to Xbox Network. Uh, It is now called Xbox Network, uh, a name that is fine, but because we've been referring to it as Xbox Live for nearly 20 fucking years, (laughs) is never going to stick. Um, They're doing this for a very deliberate reason. Uh, I will tell you what Microsoft said, and then I will tell you why they actually did it. Um, Microsoft says the phrasing is more descriptive and nothing is changing and Xbox live isn't going away. And we are making ongoing adjustments to create a simpler, more descriptive messaging system for Xbox in different areas. Uh, none of these experiences or features will change as part of these updates. The reason they change the names is because they do not want you to buy Xbox live anymore. They please want you to buy game pass ultimate. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how difficult it is to, to like, <laughs> like if if you buy Xbox Live points or, or whatever, mm-hmm. like not points, but like the the monthly Xbox Live things. Yeah, I don't know why that doesn't just. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a way that they can that they can just make this transition a bit easier and still keep the branding. Because like you said, the branding is, is like, it just rolls off the tongue. Now we've been saying it for two decades. It's Xbox. Oh, Xbox live. I want my Xbox live points. How can I get my, my three months of Xbox live? Right. But I don't know. There's a real easy, there's a real easy way to do this and they're not going to like it, but it's whatever. Here, here's what you do. You take everyone that's on gold but not on game pass 
and you say, you know, on this day, like like as like you, you do a hard stuff, like as of today, you cannot buy Xbox Live Gold anymore. We are going to honor your current gold subscription. So if you bought it for the next five fucking years, your your Xbox Live Gold for the next five years, we're going to give you Game Passes for free as part of it. But then it's gone, and you have to be a Game Pass subscriber. That's it. That's what you right. do. Just fucking pull the Band-Aid off. Stop doing the, oh, we're going to get rid of the one month or we're going to get rid of the 12-month plan. We're going to get rid of the six-month plan. We're going to raise the prices. No. Just be like, we're not selling this thing anymore. We will still honor it. We're going to give you more value over what you paid for it. But then you have to get this new thing and tie it into Game Pass permanently and make that the thing. Don't give people options. Just just make one service. One. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if, and if, and if you and if you just and if you just want Xbox Live just to play games online, sucks. But the the point of them giving it to them for free of upgrading the Game Pass for free for however long their gold search lasts is you get them hooked in because now that yep. person is like, well, you know, I didn't really want Game Pass, but hey, now I don't have to buy Halo Infinite, I can just play it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I save sixty bucks, and then and then you get used to it, and then it becomes your fucking Netflix subscription. Where I swear to God, the only thing I ever watch on Netflix is the once a year when Drive to Survive comes out, and that's all I'm watching on Netflix. But I still pay thirteen dollars a fucking month for that thing because it's just part. It's, it's just part of my life, Micah. My other people watch it, but you might watch my Netflix subscription, but I don't. But it just, I just, but I just pay for it because it's a cost that I've just assumed exists. And it's whatever. You don't even think about it. It's no, like it's a, yeah, it's I'm used to it now. I'm yeah, used to it. Entertainment now. tax. Yeah. <laughs> when they're like, oh, we're raising your plan a dollar. I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Not even gonna notice it. <laughs> uh that's funny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's uh that's what the WW network is doing with Peacock. They're saying, look, April fifteenth or whatever. Uh you know, two weeks before whenever WrestleMania is. Like that's it. it we're, we're done. And I went to cancel it the other day, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "No, it's it's gonna be canceled. Yeah. You, you better you better move over because it's <laughs> gonna be canceled no matter what." <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're right. That's what they need. Yeah, to do. just stop giving people a choice, and and then then you then you get rid of the confusion. Giving people options, Micah, confuses them. <laughs> you have you have to lay down the law. Yeah, like I said, it, like, you know, uh, they, they, if they if they had stuck to their guns back when the Xbox One first released and, and stuck to, like, no-use games and digital only and this and the other thing, maybe they'd be in a better spot. Probably not because they got a lot of bad PR out of that. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why they're gun-shy, Micah, because, because they, they've learned that lesson too hard now. <laughs> they can't break away from it. Well, if uh, if you're hard-headed... You can go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and you can get yourself uh, a three-month Xbox Live gold subscription, a digital code for $24.99. You know, I typed in, I went to Amazon, I typed in Xbox Live. First thing that pops up is Game Pass. Of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because Microsoft probably called Jeff Bezos personally and was like, get that shit off of the fucking marketplace. Like, we don't want to see an Xbox Live gold membership on there. Get it out of here. Um, when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, uh, you still pay the same price that you would pay. I was about to say the same low price, but you still pay the same price that you would have paid. And, uh, you help us out by giving us a finder's fee by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon. 
So today's big news um, is not as notable for the news itself, but rather for the greater implications um, that it means. So there's a report that says that sometime this year, and we can expect an announcement next week, uh, Sony is going to be shutting down the PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PSP digital storefronts permanently. So when this happens, and again, this is a report has not been confirmed by Sony yet. Um, you will not be able to purchase digital games on any of those platforms. Uh, no word yet on whether or not you'll be able to download previously purchased games. God, I hope so. Uh, yeah. That'd be pretty, that'd be, but, but how would you access them? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have a storefront to go to, because already, like, if you go to the PlayStation Store on the on the, on the the web, uh, there is no PlayStation 3 stuff in there. That's already been curated out. Um, but if you can't access the digital storefront, I don't see how you can purchase or how you can re-download your previously purchased games. Well, I would think that they would be in your library no matter what, right? Like ah, but, you, but li- library, library does account. not work on PS3 the same way it works on PS4 and PS5. Like, it's not like you have a library tab that you can go to to see all the games that you purchase. Like, it's just whatever's downloaded on the console that shows up in your games tab. Um, The the bigger implication here, though, is that the PlayStation 3 and PSP and and Vita generation, the 360s part of this as well, and, and the Wii to a lesser extent, is really the first generation of console, not counting PC, obviously, where digital purchases were an option. And so the sunsetting of being able to purchase these games digitally, this is the first time that we're really running into it. And there's a lot of games for PlayStation 3 that only came out on PlayStation 3 that never came to PlayStation 4 that never were released on disc, that were only released through the PlayStation Store. Those games, at least from the PlayStation perspective, will never be able to be down, purchased and downloaded again in that case. So people who who care about, like, curation and being able to, you know, <laughs> like, not memorialize is not the right word, be able to keep a catalog of, of gaming history and things of that nature, uh, this is a pretty big blow because you're essentially shutting the door. And, and not that other games in the past haven't been pulled from distribution. Um through for licensing agreements and things of that nature. That that's business side of things though. This is a decision that Sony is making just not to make the resources available anymore uh, for this game platform. So I just I I don't know what this means long term and I was convert curious to to see what you thought about we're kind of seeing the cost of the convenience that digital provides us and this will kind of be the first the first test of it. Yeah um Look, the uh, the people who, you know, prefer physical media, mm-hmm. like, they're patting themselves on the back right now, right? Um, but uh, I, I think people, one, have to realize that when you're, you're purchasing a digital game, you're purchasing a license to play a game. You're not purchasing the game. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a, a, a sticky wicket. <laughs> Because, yeah, I understand that, you know, it's not me, but I understand that, like, there are collectors out there and they want, you know, 
they have like walls full of old games, right? And and theoretically, they can, you know, if they want to play that game and they still have the system and the television to do so, they could. Um, I think it is a. I think it's a sign of. I mean, that's, I think it's one of the 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 negative sides of this type of progress. Um, I mean, it sucks, but I, I don't know, I don't know what to say, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it, yeah, it is super convenient, but, and I, and I, you know, I prefer that convenience. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's super interesting though, right? Because yeah. I wonder what people are going to do. Like, but how do you, how do you do this? Like, let's, let's use an older console f as, as an example, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, how do you hook up, uh, uh, an NES to a modern television? Oh, you can, you can, I, I did this with the super NES. You can get a, uh, signal converter that you can convert a, like a composite signal to HDMI. Yeah. But I'm saying, is that going to be. Is that always going to be an option? Oh, I don't know. I and yeah, you know it's gonna I mean? it's gonna it's gonna count on people developing technology to to convert those stuff over, or you hang on to an older television is the other the other thing you have to do there. Um, and that seems like a lot. <laughs> it does. It does. And and it's it's funny because because we talk about old consoles and there's a lot of games for older consoles that though they exist in physical form are also ostensibly out of circulation because just because of rarity or things of that nature as well. Um, so uh, like, like I guess just the fact that it's possible to still get certain rare titles is, is enough for folks. Um, but think of, you know, think of the NES and SNES games that routinely sell for hundreds of dollars still yeah. now through private sale. Um, I don't, I don't know that that's better than, not being available at all. Um, I mean, the only real solution that you have here is that Sony somehow makes every of these, all of these games available uh, to download through at least the PlayStation four, but that's also not a practical solution. Um, and it gums up your, your storefront and it leads to a lot of porting that's unnecessary. So um, what about uh, making these games available through PlayStation now? Like just have, dedicated servers to for these you know for these games right so like you a, you could do that but the whole reason that they're shutting down the store in the first place is probably because no one's buying games through through those marketplaces right. anyway so like you know that's that's creating a lot of utility for for who necessarily right. like 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 we're we're kind of wringing our hands about this but at the same time, like how many people is this actually going to impact? And I think they have to have taken that. In, they have to have taken right. that into consideration, right. right? Because if like, yeah, I like the PSP, but like who's playing the PS, who's buying new PSP games? Right. I wouldn't know where to, I wouldn't know where to find a UMD. <laughs> or, or, like or, or a memory stick duo. So. <laughs> right. So, uh, and I think I think for the the curators, I think part of it is just having the having it on your wall, right? 
You know what I mean? Like just, just having it there just to be like, Hey, like look all these stupid toys I got behind me. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to be worth anything. I, you know, not anything worth a damn. Uh, and, and like buying that stuff is, is super expensive, but like, I, I bought it just to do what it's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, sit there. And I think it's like, it's like collecting coins, right? You, you're not going to spend that coin. You're going to keep it in a book and hope that it appreciates. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what, uh, is going to happen for these for these people who are just fans of video games mm. and just want to see, you know, either that or, you know, they're going to, people are going to start selling um, old PlayStation threes with the games, with rare games on them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me, let me ask you, let me ask you to you from this standpoint then. So the, so PlayStation network, uh, the, like the storefront started in earnest. I want to say in like 2006, seven or eight it wasn't available when the system launched um is 15 years well i guess 13 years really is is 13 years enough time for that stuff to exist or should it have, or should it be like available for a longer period of time like should that should there be a commitment from sony up front saying hey we will make sure that this content is available for at least 20 years kind of thing um Honestly, I think um, I think a decade is enough time mm-hmm. where something is on a storefront. If you don't know if you want to buy it within ten years, you don't really want to buy it, right? <laughs> like, well, and and here and here's another thing. So in in the board gaming world, uh, patrons patron state of board games, Tom Vassell, uh, one of the most prominent board game reviewers out there, has a unofficial axiom called Vassell's Law. Because there's a lot of board games that go out of print that are niche popular, like popular with a, with a subset of the gaming community that don't come back in print or get like a special edition or something like that. And people bitch like, oh, this game should come back and this game should come back. Well, that Vassal's Law states that any game worth reprinting will eventually get a reprint. And I think yeah. you can say the same thing here where any game that's worth – continuing forward will get a port or a reissue or you know some kind of some way to to play the game forward it's not like like i said it ain't like you can't play journey right now on a playstation 5 if you don't want to right because because journey is one of the games that's definitely worth a damn and deserves to be brought forward you know for posterity <laughs> in, yeah. in in many ways and I, th- I think you can apply that uh and you know, not not to say that your game sucks if there's like a particular game that's going to go away because of this, but that also means that you might just you might be a small audience for that game. So, yeah, yeah, he's one hundred percent right. Look at all yeah. the look at all the remasters and and you know ports and upres and enhanced editions or whatever. Um, if there's enough demand for it, people will, yeah, like you said, it'll 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 get life. It'll see the light life finds a way. There you go. As as it was said. Um, so we go to the post office real quick. We'll go to Daniel, who was a little bit late last week, came in just, just under the wire. Uh, he said, with the failure of Google Stadia, uh, do you think that Google just wanted to do the old college try because they have the money? Or are they serious about tapping into the video game market and will try again? Uh, I think they were serious about doing it. I don't think they realized how difficult it would be. Yeah. 
I think that's the right answer. I, um, you know, that company wants to make money, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it if it sees a uh, an avenue that will bring in revenue, I I think they would. I think they would try. Um, but yeah, like it's not. You know, you're not. Uh, you're not. You're not bad, bunny. You can't just come <laughs> up in here and think that you're a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like you you gotta you gotta put forth. I don't know if they didn't put forth enough effort or, mm-hmm. or I, I don't, I don't know what happened there because yeah, the idea is good, but execution left something to be desired. Um, do I think they'll try again? I don't think they'll try again unless, unless they got a foolproof plan. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, John says, I get that they both have a connection to the Tampa area, but what kind of let's just unify and move on fresh horse shit is this? He is referring to the news, uh, that WrestleMania will be co-hosted by Titus O'Neil and Terry Bollea, otherwise known as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let me tell you something, brother. And I can call you brother because, you know, you're, you know. Well, those people that I don't want my daughter dating. Brother. Is it? I mean, what? It's it's hard. It's hard for us to commentate. WWE knows better than we do because they get insight into merchandise and things of that nature. What tangible drawing benefit does Hulk Hogan still have in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty one? Well, it's in Florida. Doesn't he live in Florida? He, he, he does. Florida, so he, he, he lives in Tampa, as a matter of fact. So, like, it's a hop, skip, oh, and a jump away for him. Um, and I, and like I said, I, I I know I know I know the Hulkster's always uh, got his hand out for a good payday whenever uh, whenever he can get it. So I'm sure that's I'm sure that's not a non-factor uh, into the <laughs> equation as well. Um, but you don't need to keep running out Hulk Hogan anymore. Like you you, you, you just don't. If you if you do, can you tell him to stop with the Hulk Hogan shtick? Like, I would even put up with that. Like, if it's just Hulk Hogan coming out and just being like a regular dude, right? B- but no, every time he's, you know, he's <laughs> eat your vitamins, drink your vegetables, and 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 drink this milkshake, brother. Like, like it's enough, enough. Like, I. I just I would rather him just come out, be an evolved character, and just come out and just you could still be the Hulk Hogan character, but like be the Hulk Hogan character age appropriate. Yeah. You are right. There really there really is no the only evolution of the Hulk Hogan character came when the NWO happened. And and, he, and even that and even that was just a like a mild tweaking of the of of the Hulk Hogan character. Right. Instead of, you know, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, it was, you know, hail Satan and eat your ice cream or some shit. Like it's not <laughs> like it's you know, it just it's just the opposite side of the same coin. Yeah. I, you you are correct that it it has been just forty years basically of the same thing. And the right. way and the way that many professional wrestlers that have had a long career have existed is by changing things up uh look no further uh than chris jericho the ultimate yeah. example of this 
he's the Madonna of wrestlers. Like he just changed and he's successful every time he does it. Even the fucking undertaker had a couple of games. That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) That's, that's arguably the best point. Like, like, like undertaker, like had multiple gimmick evolutions. Right. Look, the man they call sting. How many of you, how many of you young people (laughs) remember sting as the surfer guy? How many of you people remember that? (laughs) With the fucking blonde flat top. Yeah, man. (laughs) Like Sting used to have Sting used to have a a, a blonde flat top. And 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 he was just like the surfer guy. And he was just everybody's friend. And then uh, uh, somebody saw the crow, and now it's been crow sting for it. It was Scott, it was Scott, Scott Hall. Scott Hall came up with the crow gimmick. Yeah, I mean, like at least, but at least he had evolved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's still the same bullshit with Hulk Hogan, man. Like, uh, and look, I'm no Hogan apologist, believe me. But like, if you're gonna come out, man, like, like switch it up. Like, get rid of the of the wig in the back. Just just go bald, and just be like, and just be this guy. You know what I mean? You don't have the kind of charisma that like a Ric Flair has, where you can where you can because like. Rick Flair, like I believe that the Ric Flair character is Richard Fleer in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he can pull the same thing off because he's a larger than life guy. Terry Bollea is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like, you can't like, you can't shine that up, man. I mean, to be fair, Hulk Hogan, the wrestling character, is also, also an asshole. <laughs> so like. Like how many fucking bullshit heel shit did Hulk Hogan do that people just cheered for because he was a Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Anyone else would have been a fucking heel turn. Everyone was like, "Yeah, it's cool. You pull it. You pull Sid Justice out of the ring at the Royal Rumble, even though he eliminated you legitimately. <laughs> right? Like, you lost, dude. Right out fair and square, man. <laughs> you go out and pin Yokozuna in thirty seconds after Bret Hart wrestled like a decent right, match. I don't want to lose. No, he's too small for me to lose to him, brother. I can't not can't lose to to Bret Hart. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking Hulk Hogan. No, I, no, no one star in professional wrestling, I would argue, has been hurt worse by the by the advent uh, of the internet and and the information age. <laughs> It's true, right? Because 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 like I said, now all these people that like deal in all these backstage dealings have have a have a resource to talk shit on Hulk Hogan all the time. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, like it's it's hilarious. Well, like I read an I read an interview with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. and the under you know when he was promoting the Last Ride, and he was like, it in the nicest possible way. Like he didn't come out and say Hulk Hogan was like a big time and asshole, mm-hmm. but he did. You know what I mean? <laughs> and because he's not, he's not the type to just like snitch on somebody, right. right? Especially like an old school guy. But like, yeah, he did. You know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> so and you know, like, like the Undertaker was Mister Kayfabe. You know, like he kept the he kept the business as 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 close to the vest as he possibly could. And even he is just like, yo, this guy's a fucking prick. <laughs> So get out of here, man. Yeah. Stupid ass Hulk Hogan. Uh, finally, Rev asks, uh, when did Resident Evil hit its stride? And when was it at its low point? Well, the, lo- the low point question is, is, is easy. Yeah, there's a lot of valleys. Um, well, the, 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 the deepest valley undoubtedly was Resident Evil 6. Like, I don't think there's any disputing that. 
Um, Resident Evil Six. <laughs> Resident Evil Six was ridiculous. Um, let me see if I can find some of the games. Um, it hit its stride. It hit its stride at two and four. Yeah, two. I mean, two. Arguably, like like there were two. Two is a great example of taking a game that a very popular game in its first iteration that was a great game but had a lot of glaring flaws and fixing those flaws essentially like like that's that's what like Resident Evil 2 is a fantastic example of that yeah um what is Resident Evil survive jesus there's been a ton of Resident Evil there has Evil been games. a lot of Resident Evil games including some that aren't technically Resident Evil games like Resident Evil Outbreak is not technically a Resident Evil game but it but it's branded as such um Resident Evil Dead Aim. Um, uh, that was one of those Wii exclusive, like rail rail shooter games that came oh, out. Yeah, that, that, no one I gave mean, a shit about. That. I guess we're. I guess we're really just kind of the the, fran- the, the franchise number, proper. Yeah, yeah. The numbered Resident Evil games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if we're doing the numbered Resident Evil games, and I will include Co Veronica in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Six is probably the lowest point. Yeah, I don't. Th- uh, I don't think you can dispute that. Like, like, like the all the other games in the series had varying degrees of, you know, popularity and 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 zeitgeist around them, but they were at least all like pretty good. Right. Six was with, not was goofy as shit, and it wasn't the most fun to play. Right. With five coming in at a as much as I love Resident Evil Five, uh, you know, it's not scary, and part of part of a Resident Evil. Uh, in my opinion, you should be, you should, you, there should be a jump scare in it. Right. Like, and Resident Evil five had none. Well, and that's was, so, so as, as, as great of an example as Resident Evil two is in, you know, how to do a sequel correctly. How do you go from Resident Evil four, arguably the, the, the pinnacle of the franchise to shifting gears so hard into what Resident Evil five was essentially. Yeah. Kind of, kind of wild yeah. to me. Like it was, like it, like Resident Evil Five was an action game, right? Like they, they, they switched up the whole damn genre, and um, you know, part of what made Resident Evil Four so awesome is like people were like, yeah, well, it's an extended escort mission. Like, yeah, that's that's part of it. That racks up the tension that you have someone helpless who happens to be what, like the president's daughter yes. or some shit. Resident Evil stupid, um, but you you have someone there to to that you have to protect. Like it ratchets up tension, uh, while still while still being action focused, right? Like like Resident Evil Four was very action heavy. Resident Evil Five, like you could outfit Sheva to be as as dominant as you are, right? Like it doesn't like it didn't that that was a buddy cop movie, right? right <laughs> And Resident Evil 6 was like the hangover part two. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was like the worst like Quentin Tarantino ization of Resident Evil. Like, let's follow all these people around and see their stories. Right. There's a reason why uh, there's a reason why after Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil took uh, it took a very, very hard look at itself. Yes. And said, yo, we are not scary. <laughs> to it took like six years to come out with another one. So, well, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for submitting your questions to the post office. Uh, don't forget, as Micah mentioned earlier, to join our fan group on Facebook, densepixels.com/fans. In there, 
in the pinned post, you can find the link to our Discord, which you should absolutely join because one day we will be migrating away from Facebook. I have barely used Facebook in the last uh, three weeks or so. Uh, I don't use it often. Um, I have to. I have to. The problem is uh, a lot of the nerd pocket stores that we do. Mm-hmm. I get them from Facebook because ah. I don't have time to, you know, go to all of the different like sites. You know what I mean? Like people on Facebook just kind of put them up there. I'm one. I'm one of those old heads that uh, still uses a feed reader. So <laughs> can't live without it. Can't live without it. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, youtubecom pixels and you can follow us on Twitch as well. I am Pixels Brad. Terrence is at Person Four Ten. Carrie is sub. It's Carrie. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching, and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya.